If you like to get it done and not spend more than is necessary to learn anything, this is the podcast for you. It's named after my book, Eight Minutes to Ageless. Just 15 minutes every week, you will learn something cool to make your body better, your life better, your mind better. I share tips from my books, from other great healthcare books, some interviews with people who are making life look easy, and peeks into some case studies I see every day as a chiropractor. I've been a practicing healthcare provider for 40 years and have about another 20 under my belt because I love to see people get well, feel better, have hope, and make life better for those around them. My name is Kelly Pearson, and I'm the host of this podcast. So let's get going. Well, hello back to all of you. This is Kelly Pearson. We're back at the uh, podcast, Eight Minutes to Ageless. And as you all know, we're working on some of the emotional components that create drama in our lives that also age the heck out of us. I see so many people, you go to a high school reunion and we're all the same age, plus or minus 12 months. And some people have lived hard and some people have lived easy and you can see it. You can see it in their face and their body habitus. And so these sessions are helping you guys to recognize the drama that is in our life that we create now, some of us have drama that others impose on us and we're, we're not able to get past it, like being put in jail, for instance, would be a good example. But most of the drama that you and I are dealing with on a somewhat daily basis, uh, probably every 15 minute basis, to be honest with you, is the fact that we've created certain forms of drama. And we've talked so far about addiction and self-doubt and the fear we live in, the gossiping, lying. And last week we talked about pretending you like someone when you don't and, and worse yet, not having the courage to fix it. So today we're talking about being unable or being unwilling or incapable of examining the bias with which you have begun viewing the world. And what do I mean by that is, you know, I'm 65 years old. I have not always had the same view of the world as I do today or five years ago or 20 years ago. The view or the bias or the filter, if you will, by which we look at the world is entirely a function of what we've been experiencing, how we've been able to confront the challenges, how we've been able to manage them, win and, and or lose. And these filters become just slowly a way that we get distorted in terms of what we're seeing. And you you may recognize some other people in your life where you say, gosh, that person has become so cynical or hardened. And, and you see their viewpoint as very stoic and a little bit collapsed. Well, they have, they have a filter. They have a bias that they've created um, from their living. Yet it's crazy that we continue to look at the world through the lens by which we've we've had these things happen and we're unwilling to change the lens. Just so just because you've been beaten up and battered doesn't mean you can anticipate more of that in the future, but it certainly will be more readily available to you if you're looking for it through that lens, through that bias. And I, I recognize that it's very hard to see your own filter. It's very hard to see your own bias. So this might be a good podcast to share with a friend that you might discuss with each other, how you see each other's proclivity to look at the world. And, um, you know, if you have 
been treated unfairly over and over and over again, and yet you've never been able to stand up for yourself, guess what you see? You see the world as a place where you're going to get beat up a little bit. So that's what you expect. And in, in and of itself, it lends itself to that more and more of that. I grew up with a dad who, when we were first kids, he worked in a job where we weren't able to make quite enough money to make ends meet. That's certainly not the case for him now. He's done extremely well in his life. But for those years as a kid, he, I remember Sunday night, he'd pound his fist on the table. It's so frustrated paying the bills. And I would hear him say, God, there's just never enough. Well, guess what I learned to expect for the first 20, 30 years of my adult life is there wasn't generally quite enough. And I had to recognize that as a bias. And then watching my dad become very successful helped me let go of that because I realized that was just what was going on for him at the time. But I didn't know that as a kid. And as I've mentioned before in this podcast, another example would be I was a super shy kid and super scared of others until I had the bright idea to change that when we moved to another school because I was pretty miserable being that that shy and that that afraid. And so I just pretended, I decided over the summer I would pretend not to be scared anymore of people and to see them as someone I could talk to. And guess what? That worked. And changing that filter changed the course of my lifetime. I feel quite, quite certain of that. So we we have these these things that happen to us over time and we don't even realize that maybe you've been hit over the head or had one bad thing happen after another. And after fashion, it's kind of like a the turtle in the warm water. The water keeps getting warmer and warmer and warmer. In some cases, the turtle doesn't even know or the, the frog doesn't even know to jump out. And you may not even know to jump out of your personal filter or bias that is causing you to be somewhat frustrated or feeling in a whirlwind of drama constant drama there's always something to to complain about there's always something to begin a conversation with your friend with like you cannot believe what happened to me this time or can you believe that so-and-so said la-di-da and you know you just your conversation starts with and ends with negative things around the world either your life or someone else's and this podcast is kind of like asking you to wake up and smell the coffee which is a funny phrase uh, it's in a, it comes from a North American cultural um, phenomenon. It basically means become aware of the realities of your situation, however unpleasant. And boy, if there's one thing we are super good at, that's not becoming aware of our realities. So I'm asking you to look at that. I'm going to give you an example um, for my, um, from my own life, which, uh, as you know, I, I'm not afraid to do. This is my year of transparency and encouraging others to be the same. So um, here's a personal example. I, I was a pretty optimistic kid after I got over my my shyness. And, um, you know, for for the bigger, bigger picture, things were happening in my life that worked well, moved me forward and making good progress. And... Um, then, you know, over the course of becoming a business owner and just my husband and I, it was easy peasy, lemon squeezy. But then you start adding employees and, and other doctors and other healthcare providers and personalities and agendas and concerns. And guess what? It doesn't always go the way you want it. And I'm, I noticed that over the past, let's say, five or six years, 
I had been hurt a few times and I started to feel a bit jaded or defensive and less trusting and starting to look at the people who I employed as like, what's wrong with them? I'm, I'm looking for problems with them as if almost in a way to protect myself from future challenges. And I would find myself with my husband talking more about what I didn't like about the situation or, or this particular person, what I wasn't sure I trusted about this person as compared to stating at the end of the day, hey, I really, really like this person or I really like what they've done. My bias had slowly changed from rose-colored glasses to kind of gray and mottled. And, but it happened slowly over time. And then you throw COVID on it as a small business owner. Holy smacks, I couldn't figure out where the, the COVID challenges and the fear of not making it in practice, et cetera, et cetera, with all the shutdowns. I wasn't sure if that was all of it. But what I've realized as I've looked at, at this and setting up my own particular scenario, scenario to look at my biases, I realized it was a combination of things. Um, so the blessing happened this way for me in helping me to see my bias. And, and I think that's what we all look for in life is blessings, but sometimes blessings come in the way of difficulty. So most recently I had an issue with one of my coworkers and, uh, they, their administrative habits with doing some of the work were really getting in the way of, of, uh, her progress the clinic's progress, the financial progress, and potentially um, could create a, a problem down the road. And I was getting all hot under the collar and bothered and looking for worst case scenarios, you know, kind of letting my angry bias take over. And I had I had uh, a long weekend to think about it. And I was really getting whipped up, ready for my talk and steamed up and really going to make this thing, you know, bring it to a head and, and let her know the problem. But because um, I believe in grace, um, <laughs> thankfully, and I, I often um, will look on my on my shelf of books that I've been given and haven't quite read yet. I'll find a book that I need to exactly read. And in this case, the patient had given me this fabulous book, and it was reminding me that we are here to encourage one another in the journey of life without forcing people to immediately change to the standard we demand or think they need to be doing and that first of all we need to ask them what's going on for them what what's their thinking about this before you pound down and tell them what's wrong and in this book i was reminded to let go of my angry bias i slowly started to recognize like holy smacks i i have been creating an angry bias over the past five years i mean i had some things happen with previous employees that were really hurtful and I had fallen into a trap of slowly not being that positive optimistic trusting person that I knew myself to be for most of my adult life and so recognizing that when I went into the conversation with her that following Monday um, starting with the question and letting go of my bias and seeing her as another human who was also living a life with some difficulty the conversation went great and and all I had to do was to start with a question like, hey, how are you doing with this issue? I know it's got to be hard. How can I help you? And I was letting go of my angry bias and stepping into one of curiosity and then creating that space for her to become honest and transparent. And the problem solved itself. I mean, yes, there's work to do, but 
I didn't have to get all whipped up. I didn't have to get dramatic at all. I stayed in a pretty loving space and it felt great. And I thought, wow, that was easy, solving a problem, coming out of my angry bias and just letting, you know, taking that coat of irritation off and setting aside and not letting it walk in the room with you. Don't wear it in there. So my question to you today is, you know, what, what is it that you think your bias is today? today because I've I've changed a lot over the years and I will continue to change a lot over the years but uh, my quest to reduce drama hopefully will not allow me this time to stay in an angry bias for so long without even being aware of it and I give myself a little grace because of the COVID challenge being a small business owner getting in the way of all that but I want you to know that this is something that can be shifted but if you can't first see the bias, I promise you, you cannot change it or fix it. And you can start from a fresh space, a neutral space, knowing that the magic of our mindset can create a new perspective if you so choose. And for me, it's accepting, um, for me, what helps me to do that is accepting the love of God, the love that God has for me. For you, it might be trusting in a greater universal power, or it might be trusting in the magic of the of nature. But I think when we do go to change perspective, we have to call in a higher force, a higher level of intelligence and love than maybe we feel that we have in our own heart. And taking it from that perspective helps you to look at it and examine the bias that you're presenting with. And it, it may be that you just have a bias in relationship to the people you work with or your your partner or your parents because those things can be different from person to person but my my question for you this week is listen to this podcast with a friend and ask them you know from creating a space of safety like nothing you can say will hurt my feelings but what i really want to know is how i occur how I, how you see me reacting, what you think my backdrop of bias is. And I, I will underscore that it's important to do this with someone you like and someone you trust. Because if you can't create that safe space, what they tell you will simply not be true. And um, that will just add more to your drama <laughs> in life, recognizing you can't even be transparent and honest with your best friends. Um, so give it your best shot. See what the world holds for you in that regard. And um, I'm wishing all of you a really happy new year. That in fact, uh, one of the the gifts you might bring yourself for this new year is a new, fresh, neutral bias. So you can get the best out of life. Um, have a good time when you're doing it. All right, you guys have a fabulous day. Hey, thanks for spending 15 minutes with me. My website, pearsonwery.com, includes an awesome, if I don't say so myself, online classes I teach on chronic neck and chronic back pain, really designed to give you tools to kick your own pain. If you want to play on the civility workshop with us, you'll find the Zoom links on that resource page as well. Pick up my book, Eight Minutes to Ageless, for someone who's driving you nuts, moping around, feeling sorry for themselves. If you want to watch online videos of the active content of my book, Go to 8minutes8 
Of course, a great review of this podcast is always appreciated and even better to share it with a friend. Hope you have a terrific day.